Hallelujah, Jesus. That's about one of the most important questions ever posed. Are you washed in the blood? That blood is a game changer. Uh, and so if I challenge you today, maybe that's not a good challenge. Wait a minute, I'm trying to stop everything from sliding up here. Today, that if you have not, okay, I want to stay right there. They left me with a cacophony going on up here. Sorry about that. Let's see. There we go. Uh, if you have not been washing the blood, or if you're even saying, well, what is that? Well, if you have to say, what is that? That means you haven't, right? <laughs> right? And this old, this little baptism over here might be fresh. I think Joe might have cleaned it for me this week. Got nice clean water. Some of you got criteria for baptism. Um, you know, some of us, you know, I saw, I, I saw us last week. We had a really weird thing happen where, uh, let's see, where's Barbara? She, I'm not sure if she's here today. She wanted the water warm before she got baptized. I get it. I don't want to get in cold water either. Right? But we, we overwarmed it. It was funny. That has never happened in all my years of being in here. She got it and it was hot. She was like, ooh, ooh, you know, it's hot. And I put my hand, I said, man, it's hot. And so, but that, hey, that, that baptism is so important. I'm like, how can we make this happen? My hair starts, and I'm like, a bucket of cold water. And so, you know, we scrambled and we, and we, and we cooled it down and we got her in it. But, but it's important. That's why you find that Newark that will baptize you anytime. No you like appointments, fine. You know, you want it warm, hey, we'll try to accommodate you. We want whatever, right? But it's important that you be washed in the blood, right? You want to see Jesus, those sins got to be remitted. Those sins got to be washed away. So, you know, I, I, somebody said to me earlier, I'm thinking about it. I'll let you know. If you're thinking about it too, do let us know. We'd be happy to be a part of that, that new birth experience with you. We'd be happy uh, to help you with that. You may be seated. Ah, y'all thought I was going to forget again. So it was kind of funny today. I was sitting over there beside Art, and I heard my stomach growling. <laughs> How many of you are not big for eating breakfast early? I'm not, a, I'm not an early breakfast eater. I usually don't get hungry until around 11, that kind of thing. So usually when I leave the house, you know, I, I don't eat before I leave. And so actually the past couple Sundays, Art looked over me one day. He goes, is that your stomach? <laughs> and so today I'm sitting there, and, and I heard my stomach go, and I said, man, I'm going to have a mic on right? <laughs> today. The whole congregation might hear that. Right? So, so I, I, had to, I had to run in the back and get a snack real quick, get, some, get, get something on my stomach. And, and on top of that, I want to intro my sermon. Then we're talking about food. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I got to deal with that. And Steve talked about, you know, the concierge place or whatever, and eating all the good stuff. And, and uh, so today I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about an experience that we all have to have, or something that we all have to do. Uh, but to intro this, I'm going to talk about secondhand versus firsthand, right? And, um, you know, there's something different about experiencing things firsthand, very different than a secondhand knowledge or, or sometimes even a, you know, or further out than that. And so how many foodies do we have in here? Who you classify yourself as a foodie? And you said, some of you are saying, what's a foodie? You old folks are saying, what's a foodie? Rick is not saying food. Rick knows about food. Candace, um, but that's, that's a term with, with young folks, a foodie. Oh, I'm a foodie. And, and it's, it kind of means more than you just like food. Most of us like some food, even if it's, you know, uh, or most of us like food, even if it's, a, if it's a, you know, a limited variety. We like food. Uh, and so, but foodies take it to another level. You know, foodies, like, you know, they, 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 don't just eat food for sustenance. They like it. They love it. They want to sample everything. They want to, you know, it's like a hobby. Let me put it that way. Food to, eating is a hobby. They'll travel, right? They'll try all kind of new things. It's a big deal. And, uh, you know, this, this, this generation, it takes pictures of everything. How many of you get annoyed when you see pictures of somebody's plate on Facebook? <laughs> I don't necessarily get annoyed. I was just saying raise your hand, right? <laughs> Because when I make something good, I tend to take a picture of it, too. Uh, and so I put it out there. But, but taking pictures of food is a thing. You, look, you pay attention when you're in a restaurant. You know, how often you get a nice plate of food and, and you, you get your camera out and you, and you take a pic of it. And we tend to share. It's great advertising for restaurants and things, like free advertising. But, but you know, that, that, that my nephew, you, you know, I bring my niece here, Briley, with me sometimes. My nephew, Brandon, is a foodie. I tell him, I said, you need to work for, like, the Travel Channel or something, you know, and, and critique food because he 
is it all over the place? And he always putting up some great plate of maybe some African food or some you know Caribbean food, but he he eats everything. But he was a foodie before foodie was popular. You know, I remember him as a little boy. You know, you might remember those um high chairs that you can fasten to the to the table. You know, it's not a standalone thing. I, I remember him being like one with his high chair fastened to the table, and he have a piece of pizza like this. Who eats pizza like this? And he could he would just kind of suck it down this piece of pizza. And then, and then, this kid loved, he's always loved food. And now he's you know 30 something, he still loves food. But but you know, most of us can food is good. Right? Whether you're a picky eater or otherwise, food is good. How many picky eaters do we have in here? Any Justin, where's Justin? There, okay, I'm, I'm putting Justin on black. I know Justin is a picky eater for particular. And Erica's always, oh, it's, it's so is so is Caleb. Uh-huh. Keith, you're a picky eater? Okay. Well, I know we have some picky eaters, and, and they only like certain things. And they're, they're kind of okay with repetition. Like, they'll eat the same stuff. Who? Who's a picky Who? Okay. You know, I know more, but I know about that. Kurt is a whole nother level of picky eater. Right? But he's an amazing cook. Let's, let's add that to it, right? And so when you're an amazing cook, you got a whole nother level, standard of cooking. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later, right? Yeah, he oh yeah. Curse in my small group. For those of you who are not in a small group, I'll make you jelly for a minute. That's another term young people use. That means jealous. Man, when Kurt bring his dish, be like, yeah, oh, he made this fish. I'm gonna make all y'all hungry today, but y'all gonna leave here. Y'all gonna be ready to go somewhere and get some good food. He made this fish and it had peppers and it had all this good stuff in it, and it was good. But he's funny. I'm sorry, I'm glad you put him on blasting because he's funny. Cause cause yeah, when something looked crazy. Kurt had this kind of way he looked at his suspect, right? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the football meatloaf, Kurt, right? <laughs> we had the best laugh about a, a, a meatloaf that looked like a football. It was huge. And Kurt was looking like, I am not eating that, right? <laughs> but it became this kind of running joke in our group, you know, with, with this person who made the football meatloaf. And, and, it, and it's funny. It's family, right? You know, one of the things that we kind of knew was going to be an issue in small groups was food. Because everybody's got their thing. And, and not only do we have our, the foods that we like and, and dislike, we got all our, you know, some of us are, are germaphobes. You know, oh, she touched that with her hand. You know, y'all know who you are, right? We, you touch that with your hand, you see the next person kind of pass it by. Because they ain't eating that because you touched that with your hand. You know, and then you got other people that's just, you know, they just kind of free with it. And so anyway, we knew food was going to be a thing because we bring all of our cultural backgrounds. We bring all of our, you know, we bring all of our stuff in. But picky eaters are not generally, you know, they're not really generally open to new things. They like what they like and they tend to stick with that. They don't care if they have it five days a week. And so it's interesting that our, our approach to food uh, and, and we brace our approach to food on, on a number of things and, and you know, those things can determine whether or not we like a food, or even if we try a food. Right? So culture is a big deal. I just talked about that a little. Culture is a big deal. Right? I'm going to use my husband, for, for example. He's not going to like that. Yes, he will. He, he will you will agree with me, babe. That's not one of those things. I know it's always dangerous to use your spouse as, a, as, a, as a, you know, an example in your sermon, but he will know, I will get an amen from art on this. The art's from the South. How many of you from the South? You count yourself as being from the South. Okay, he loves a good old plate of Southern cooking. Plain and simple. Give him some chops, you know, give him some you know, uh, collard greens. You see, he looked back at Rick and said, uh-huh. Uh, right? Give him a slab of ribs. Oh, yeah. He, Rick, Rick knows because Rick will drop him off a slab of ribs sometimes. He literally, okay, I'm bringing Art a slab of ribs. And he bring a slab of ribs over the house. And, and so Art, like, just give him a basic, Southern meal, and he's a happy camper. Yeah. Uh, now, somewhere along the line, he must have tried Italian food. He must have ventured out of that because he loves Italian food also, which is kind of unusual. He will oh, give him his shrimp scampi. It's funny when we go to restaurants because, you know, sometimes in, on the menus, they call things something different. So, you know, when he wants his shrimp scampi, he's trying to describe to the person, if it's not on the menu overtly, like, well, he's trying to describe to this person what he wants. And uh, so anyway, he likes shrimp scampi. He likes... Uh, Lasagna, uh-huh, put them on blast here. Um, and, oh, he's even ventured out to a gyro. That's big. Now he likes a gyro. So, but his culture overall 
overrides, right? He, his default is his Southern food. Give me my Southern food. And uh, so how we're born and raised kind of dictates, you know, what we like and what our taste buds, what our, what our default, you know, tastes are. I was sharing with somebody yesterday. I came in. Where was I yesterday? Oh, at the Bible quiz. Anybody ever been to the Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta? Samantha, a few of you have been there. There's Coca-Cola from all over the world. And it's different. So our, you know, Coke, America has a version, right? And Africa, various countries in Africa have a version. And I mean, there's just, I, I don't even know how many different variations of Coke, but it's different. If you went to another country and you got a Coke, it's going to taste different, more than likely than the Coke that you have here. Because they realize that people, you know, tend to have their different um, spices. I mean, you go to India, I can't imagine what a Coke would taste like in India. You know, I, I love my uh, folks from India, but y'all put a whole bunch of spices in food, right? So it's probably some spicy concoction or something, you know, whatever, you know. And, and maybe, maybe in Mexico it's got some lime in it. You know, you get, you get my point, but there's, we all have our thing. And so uh, the food industry knows that, that, you know, our, our buds are different. So we tend to make um, determinations about food based on how they look. Yeah. Just pay attention at the potluck. You know? You get your plate, you get all your utensils, and you start walking down that line, and you go past the things that look a little dry. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm always getting in trouble when I get up here, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's just the truth. You know, if, or if it's something kind of unidentifiable, you know, you'd be like, what is that? You know, you're leaning, you know, what is that? <laughs> you might, you know, we do that, right? Then we look up at somebody, you might know what that is. What? You know, we go through this whole thing because we're trying to figure out what is that? All right? I'm making our face on purpose because we kind of get, because by definition, if it looks funny, you know, make our face do a thing. Huh? What is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, 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 and, and then, you know, if somebody might go, oh, this is that, and be like, huh, never mind, we passed. Because we can't identify, we ain't fooling with it. We just, we just, we're just not going there. And, and so, you know, look, you pay attention. So if your dish go back home with you, You got prettied up next time. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just take a note and take your little back home and then go home and then, you know, check it out. Now, what was, you know, analyze your dish. What was it about my dish that made nobody want it, right? So if it was lasagna, look a little dry, add a little cheese next time. Just a little extra cheese on top, maybe. You know, cheese, cheese covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get something, they just put a little cheese on top of that, baby. Get it nice and bubbly, and it's presented. You be like, we, we, Amy, I'm, I'm calling everybody today. Amy is a cheese lover. Right? She would probably try most things if you put some cheese on it. Right? And so, you know, you get a little bubbly cheese, and we, we, might, we might try it out. Got a little cheese on top. You know, maybe a little gravy, something, you know. But, but you know, So I'm just giving you some tips right, on, on what you can do. So. You know, we do, we do it at buffets. We, we, if we do that, we, 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 we taste with our eyes. We really, really do. It's just the truth. You know, I'm not trying to be mean to nobody. And so when we see something interesting, we, you know, we at least get a little bit. We, we check it out. Uh, and, and, and also, the look thing matters. Okay, I, I, I said art likes lasagna. So if you have some point of reference about, about what the dish is supposed to look like, you ever seen... Okay, you, I'll use Olive Garden because that's a common place that people been to. You know, that lasagna looks good. Even on their, you know, their website, it looks good. And you see the, you see the layers and the ricotta and the, all the little spices. And the, I'm making y'all hungry, right? I, know, I told y'all, you're going to be hungry before you leave here. And, and you know what lasagna is supposed to look like. Okay, so now you got this point of reference. And then somebody brings you something called lasagna <laughs> that looks very different. And you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm full. I'll pass. Right? You know what I mean? Right? And so we do all kinds of goofy things with food because we, you know, again, if it, if it doesn't look like what we think it's supposed to look like, you know, again, it, it determines whether we're going to, you know, this, this food is an imposter because that is not what that's supposed to look like. You know, for years I worked at Dell Tech before working at Christiana and my boss owned a place in Jamaica. And so she spent a lot of time in Jamaica. You know, she, she, you know, she'd go there for three and four months at a time, things like that. And so there was a Caribbean restaurant on Market Street. I'm getting to a point, y'all. I'm not just trying to talk about food today. I am making a point. 
And so I would go up to the Caribbean restaurant sometime on Market Street and get, you know, some Jamaican food, some oxtail, things like that. So one day she says, Lil, bring me some of those oxtails back when you come. So I bought her some oxtails back and my office was a little small office outside of hers. And so she didn't all that. She starts laughing. You know, she goes, my God, what is this? <laughs> I love the oxtails, right? I'm an American. I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what authentic oxtails taste like. All I've ever gotten was the American version, you know, or what, you know, because that happens, right? You know, the Chinese food you get is not the Chinese food they make in China. You do know that, right? The Mexican food you eat is not the Mexican food they, leave, they eat in Mexico. Like, they, things are Americanized. And, and so she was laughing. She goes, this is like ketchup, you know, on this. And she, and she just thought it was funny because I thought this oxtail was really good. And she's like, no, I know what the real thing tastes like. Therefore, I know this is not legit. And so if we have this, this point of reference, we, again, we, we, we tend to make judgments about what we're going to taste or what we're not, or if something tastes good or if, it, or if it's not. And, and the, the, let's not even go on smell. We're using all our senses today. Smell? You come down the buffet line and something smell crazy, you definitely pay some right? Somebody got Steve with some chillings one time. I'm going to bring up the chilling thing again. You know, all the southerners in here, right? Oh, I love chillings. Oh, they're so good. And, you know, and, and, and Steve will try anything. That I will tell you. Him and Caleb, just about. That boy will eat snails and all kinds. Of, but anyway, right? <laughs> what was it? A caterpillar. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, but Steve's, you know, they got Steve's, they're going to try this. Because everybody, you know, there's things like, okay, liver, people tell you, oh, you know, if you don't like liver, it's because you ain't tried mine. <laughs> I have tried everybody's, and I don't like liver. Right? <laughs> there's not a liver that I've ever liked. So they got Steve to taste the chitlins, you know. And see, chillings taste like what they are. They smell like what they are. Right? Now, my husband, he's, he's like, don't talk about my chillings, babe. Don't talk about because he'll he hook them up, right? He got his whole little stuff he do, and he did. But Steve is like, oh, my goodness. Steve had a cow. I never see him. You know, it's, it's rare that you catch Steve off his feet, but that kind of put him in a funny place because the person was like, you know, don't you like him, Pastor? And he, he sounded like Fred Flintstone, I'll be there, you know, because he, he did not like him. Anyway, it was, it was funny. Never again. Never again, Steve. I had the same experience growing up. My family didn't cook a whole lot of what I call kind of hard pork. And my best friend's family, they cooked all that stuff. And they make the chitlins look so good. They got the chitlins. They got potato salad and collard greens. That's the thing, right, babe? That combination. And they would just make it look so good. So, yeah, back when I was a teenager, I did what Steve did. I said, oh, I'm going to try it because it looks so good. I took off running for the bathroom. I put that in my mouth and I was gone. I mean, I couldn't even swallow, but okay. Anyway, chitlins, for you chitlin lovers, more power to you. But Steve and I at least will pass on that. Um, but anyway, there's lots of determination. There's lots of ways that we determine whether something is good or not. And I'm just using food to illustrate that. And so I may, you probably wondering, what in the world? Does all this talk about food have to do with God? Right? Because after all, we're in the house of the Lord here this morning, right? You didn't come here to hear about my food critiquing, and you didn't come to hear about what I thought about this or that. Or, you know, that's not what we came here for. Right? We, we, we came here to hear about God. So let's go to Psalm 34. And this is David who wrote this psalm. And David says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Mm -mm -mm. I love that first part of that verse. I will praise the Lord at all times. Keep going with you. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I feel like Brother Stan right now. Y'all know Brother Stan do this thing when something is good. I just felt like doing like that. Woo! Right? Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. So David goes down this list, and he's talking about how you'll praise the Lord at all times. And, and, and David's discovered something wonderful about God. Yeah. He discovered 
that God was good. Yeah, it was so good, this discovery he had of God. It was, God is so good that David calls to his listeners in verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes shelter in him, is, is what the NLT, how the NLT puts it. Put my taste, uh, title slide up, Tina. And so I want to extend that same offer to you today. Yeah, to taste for yourself. I started talking earlier talking about secondhand versus, versus um, firsthand. And if you're here today and you haven't made up your mind about God, or you don't yet realize he is good, I'm calling for you today to taste for yourself. And I mean that. Some of you say, oh, I've been around a long time, right? No, it, 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 it doesn't do justice for you to take my account of him. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very different thing. Right? We, we, we all come from different backgrounds, and we all have had different, different backgrounds. And, and, you know, some of us, for one reason or another, have a slanted skew about God. Right? We, we, we may somehow even have a bad... Uh, we might have, I'm trying to find the right word the food critics use. We might have a, we might have a bad report. Now somebody go in a restaurant, and they want to put up a, a review online about whether the food was bad. Some of us... You know, for whatever reason, we, 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 we got a bad description of God. And if you would critique, thank you, Brother Keith. Thank you. That was the perfect word I was looking for. And, and so uh, if you happen to run into one of those people who for one reason or another got a bad critique, and you take their take, oh, no, I tried him, and, you know, blah, 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 and you, you may miss out because, again, you don't know people's background. And I, I submit to you that their taste was lacking. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to tell you that their taste was lacking. Because, you see, often we taste a religion, and we call it God. Yeah. We, 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 we taste something that, you know, we think is God. It, it, it's similar. It, you know, it, it's, it's a semblance of him. It's some, it's some real, but it ain't the real thing. Because I'm telling you, this thing about, about God, see, God is good. Right? It, it, just like he is love, he is good. So, so really, it, 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 if you don't come to that conclusion, and I can, now this, this analogy breaks down because I'm talking about food, right? Okay, there are some foods that, you know, they ain't good. Right? So my analogy breaks down a little bit here. But when it comes to God, he is good. It's a fact. So whether you realize that or not, it's a fact. And so if somebody has something contrary to that to say about them, I'm telling you that you need to look at them suspect. At least give God the benefit of the doubt. Don't take their report for it firsthand. Taste for yourself. Yeah. Because humans are fallible. Again, we come from all kinds of backgrounds. Some of us wouldn't recognize good if it slapped us upside the head. Dalia, I said that for you. I said that for you, Dalia. <laughs> she knows why, right? We, we, we wouldn't even know what good looks like. And, and so don't, don't let somebody else's representation of God about God determine whether you're going to try him for yourself or not. You know, perhaps they didn't fully taste him again. Maybe it was some person who was representing God that gave them a twisted critique, you know, or, or something. Maybe, you know, again, religion. And, and, and my goodness, if I, if I could tell you of the things that I've heard that go on out here in the Christian world, you know, whew, right? but I'm telling you, don't attribute those things to God is my point, right? I, I even tell my kids who, you know, who, you, well, you know, kids, but they can't have their way, right? They, they, get, they, get, they can get some kind of way sometimes, and they, you know, and, 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 and mom, you do too much, and it's kind of, you know, and, and I'm like, well, you know, if I'm doing something, oh, okay, I can't hold my point. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself right here. Okay, let me back up, because I'm going to talk about that a, a little bit here, right? So, so David, let's get back to David, because what I was about to say really wasn't that important. When, but David make, could make this statement. So emphatically when he says, you know, I will, I will bless the Lord at all times, is how the KJ put it. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. David could say that because David had had some authentic experiences with God. Yeah, David been through it. He really did. When David was a nobody in Israel, when he was just, you know, out in the pastures, chilling with his sheep, maybe he had his little harp singing some songs, you know, whatever, right? David had some experiences with God. David knew what it, mean, what it meant to be a shepherd. You know, he was the one responsible for this flock, and we know he, he was a shepherd. You know, there were times when, and he, he said it himself, you know, when a, when a lion or a bear came along and tried to 
trying to steal a sheet from him or whatever. David would just probably, I, I feel like I probably at a club or whatever. What are you going to this thing? A staff, you know? I, he had a clock on his here, but they weren't going down on David's watch, right? Because he, he understood the value of protecting the sheep. David understood that even in his own strength, it probably wasn't him who conquered that bed, who conquered that, that, that line. You, know, you, you got to know when it's not you. You know, sometime before we knew him as King David, before he even in, interacted with Goliath, David already had some experience with this God. So when he was a nobody, he found out that God was good. Yeah. When, when he was chosen king. Okay, I'm skipping the Goliath because we all know about the Goliath story. That was, that was an interim step, right? When he, when he took down Goliath, he knew God was good. That's why he said to the Israelites, what you cowering over there behind, the, you know, hiding from these Philistines for? Don't you know who we serve? Right? Don't you know he's not going to let his people be defeated? In other words, they were saying, God is good. Get out from behind there, right? And go, go in the name of your God. And so when he became king and, and, and Saul was, uh, again, prior to him actually taking the throne, when Saul was hunting him down, I'm talking about some of the experiences that David had. You know, when he's been hunted, and, 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 you know, for no fault of his own, he's, he's been obedient to God and, and Saul has lost it and he's been, and his life is, is in jeopardy. And time and time again, God makes a way of escape for him. And, 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 you know, David knew that God was good. God is good. And so he can make that claim, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth because he knew that God wasn't just a good, a good God in good times. He was a good God at all times, and therefore I can praise him at all times. So, you know, David, when he, when he sinned, right, we, we love to, you know, we talk about what happened with him and Bathsheba and all the shame it brought to him and, 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 and you know, how humiliating that experience was. And what a, you know, when you think about what David was facing as the king and, and this crazy thing that he did and how he was going to be embarrassed in front of all the people. And you, you just think about situations that you face and you think, oh, my gosh, if anybody knew. But he was a leader. He was, he was supposed to be this, you know, moral, uh, godly leader of Israel. And he, you know, took this woman and, 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 and then God calls him out. And I'm sure he's expecting the worst. Anybody ever been in a situation where you knew you was dead wrong? You were dead wrong. And you were expecting the worst. And God extended you mercy. David said, oh, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is the God I serve. He is good. He is good. So some of you heard about us crazy Pentecostals. I know we got some new work people here. And I know Pentecostals got a reputation. Y'all know we got a reputation, right? Some of you going, really? You've been around here all your life. You might not know that. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. I know, you, you, we, we got a reputation. And some of you feel like, man, them people doing too much. Right? We, we know, even here at Newark, we're a little tamped down compared to, compared to a lot of Pentecostals. Right? Ruth is laughing because she knows that. Right? We're a little tamped down. But even, though, even that, when I came here, I said, these people are certifiable. Even at tamped down Newark. Okay? We, got, we got a reputation for, 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 you know, for you know, our demonstrative worship and our, and our loudness and, 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 you know, and, 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 and all this that we do. You know, we, we, we do too much. But see, we've tasted of his goodness, right? And when you taste of his goodness, it's kind of hard to control that. In fact, sometimes you can't even find the right words. That's why we might jump. But it's a leap for joy. Right? We might take off, keep, keep it going, keep it. You know, when, when he's praising God and, he, and he's reminded of goodness, you might see keep do a lap around this place, right? Because sometimes you can't find the words when you realize that God is good. You, and, and so you do all kinds of crazy things trying to get it out. You know, what was the New Testament where it says, you know, if you don't praise me, the rocks are going to cry. That means something supposed to happen. You know, inside, I know we have our different styles of worship, but, but it's when we, when we realize, sometimes we might holler. We do all kinds of things trying to express this goodness that we've experienced from this great God that we serve. We might holler. We, some of us dance a jig. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you today that if you haven't experienced God, Experience him for yourself. Please don't let somebody else's interpretation of him come between you and him. He is good. He is good. And he, we are his children. And he knows what each and every one of us needs individually. See, see God is just. So, so, so kids sometimes get, and sometimes adults do as well, kids lots of times, you know, we, we, kids, if you don't do the exact same thing for one kid as you do the other, then they say you're not being fair. But parents know that this time when this kid needs something different from that other, I'm not being, I'm giving that child what they need. And so God is very individual with how he treats us, right? But he is just. And he's good in a way that we can't even get our brain around. 
See, when you taste him for yourself, you can't call the shots. That's not how you taste God. See, some of us call it God. We, we, we want to take the part of him we want. It was funny, the, the girls were together the other night, and they wanted money to taste something. And they squirted some on her plate. And she took this tiniest little, you know, like this drop. And one of them said, how are you going to taste it like that? Like you didn't even get enough of it, you know, in your mouth to even taste it. Well, we can be like that with God. We come restricted and we come guarded and we, we, we don't want to, you know, we want him to show who he is without us obeying what he said. See, you're not going to know him until you taste him. And it's, and it's no safe way to do that. You got to go all in. Right? You know, like, the, again, I'm at, the, I'm at the potluck and you get that little taste. No, you got you to you taste him. You got to experience him for yourself. You gotta, and that tasting only comes by you gaining some firsthand experiences. See, when, you, when you're going through hard times and you decide to handle things God's way instead of your way, and you see how he comes through, then you'll have that testimony, oh, he is good. Right? When, you're, when your body is sick and you pray to him and he heals you and, 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 and you say he is good. But see, you can't do that on the, on the sidelines. You have to come to God in the way that he says. You got to build that relationship. That's right. You got to go through some things. You got to risk some things. You can't just be on the sideline just safe and saying, okay, God, I'm going to stand right here and you just do all this stuff that you no. It's never been that way, right? There's a relationship. Thank you for that word, Scott. I got all kind of help in the sermon today. Thank y'all. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's relationship. You go back to the Old Testament, and it's if you do this, I will do this. But see, God has never failed on his side. So if somebody accuses God of failing, tell me it's a lie. It's not true because he never fails. He never, it's not possible for him to fail. Somewhere we fall short. But he's still a gracious God. He works with us. He knows we're going to fall short. Talk about his goodness today. Right? So please, I challenge you today, don't, don't go from him saying, um, mm-mm, you know, I saw what happened to such and such, or I know, and make that your interpretation of God. No taste for yourself, and you will see that he is good. He's, he's good. If you need help, going back to that psalm, David said, I sought the... I sought the Lord's help, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. If you need help, seek him. Seek him. He wants to help. God doesn't want us out here just kind of on our own, just wandering through this life. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. David found that out time and time again. God has no respect of persons. So if you're seeking him, God said, I will show up because he knows who's really seeking him. See, there's a difference between lip service and action. And so I'm talking about getting a real taste of it. Oh, taste and see, not secondhand. Like you got to get in there with God. You got to trust him. And again, I know he, he works in crazy ways. The stuff he asks of us, it ain't really logical, right? But he's God and he's different. And so if logic would have done it, you probably would have had your problem solved, right? It, you, you have to come to him in a different, in, in, in the way that he says so. He has very... Um, if you go to his word, God is very specific, right? The initial, we talked about baptism, not even part of the sermon at the, at the beginning, that, that initial uh, way to come to him, right? He says, you know, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, if you never take him up on that, then you're not going to really have a good taste of him, right? He says that, 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 that he wants to fill you with his spirit, that you can have power. See, you try to do Christianity without his spirit, it's a whole different experience. You see, sometimes like it's powerless. Let me put it that way, right? The, the, the spirit of God gives us power to be witnesses and, and, and to help us through time. It checks us, it guides us and leads us. If you try to do this Christianity thing without the spirit, man, it's just, a, you know, it's that dry pasta on the table. You know, who want to live that? Some of you live in the dry pasta Christian life, right? Because you you know, because you, 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 you haven't done what God asked you to do in order for you to experience the fullness of it. You, you, it's just the way it is. And I say that because it's on outside. God is perfect. God never fails. So anything that falls short of what he says, it's got to be something over here that we're doing, not God. So I'm challenging you to taste. If, 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 this, uh, if Christianity has a bad reputation, again, don't, don't put that on God's account. 
men get involved, men as in humans, I always have to say that for me, right? Not, not as in male. When men get involved, we, we tend to jack everything up. You, you jack things up. I jack things up. You know, we, we, we fall short of the full representation. But taste, David said, taste and see that he is good. David said, you can, you can go on my testimony. I mean, he talked about that when he was oppressed, right? Anybody been oppressed? We talk about the injustices in this world and all these things that happen in this world and, 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 and how we feel helpless in it. Not if you belong to God. Not if you belong to God. You are not helpless, right? He's, he is a very present help. He, he makes a way out of no way. When Rosh talked about that, you know, that axle, he does things you can't even imagine. So when you serve him, when you get a good taste of him, you find that he is good. Even when you are rotten, which most of us are, which we all are, even when you fail miserably. Okay, David had days when he was on the mountaintops. Where, you know, he had those great victories. It was, it was great when we read the story of Goliath and, you know, David slew the big giant and it's a rah, rah, rah kind of day. And when David was going around, you know, battling against the Philistines and winning these great victories for Israel, it was this rah, rah, rah. You know, it's easy to say God is good when things are going good. But when David had to reap the repercussions of his sin, he still said he was good. He still said he was good. That sin should have took him out. You go back and you read that New Testament. You get the Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And I'm telling you, man, none of us be here today. If anybody think they living under, you live under the law, that's impossible. You wouldn't even exist, right? <laughs> the law didn't play. It's what I mean, it did not. There were very exact consequences for your sins and your shortfallings and your behaviors. It would have been a wrap. David's sin should have took him out. So when when the repercussions hit and, 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 you know, the child that he, that he fathered out of wedlock with Bathsheba when he committed adultery with this, with this woman against her will, whatever the case. When that child died, you talk about something that lay you low. You sinned against the Lord your God. You brought this innocent woman. I'm just giving you a scenario. You brought this innocent woman into this whole scenario. You murdered her husband. You know, so you, you, your sin is just stacking on top of it. Anybody has sin is just stacked on top of stack. Like, it, it, David's thing was just snowballing. And then the innocent child dies? But when David got the news that the child was dead, he got up from where he'd been praying. I'm sure repenting his eyeballs out, right? <laughs> right, begging for God's forgiveness. He got up. He washed his face. He anointed his head. He worshiped because God is good. Not those circumstances stunk, right? The circumstances stunk, but God. See, God is with us through all times. David was also the one who says, I've been young and I've been old, yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. David said, I've been through some things. He is good. He is good. Yeah. So, Today, I'm challenging you to, you know, take off what you think you know about God. Now, this sermon, some of you might think, well, this is just for new people. No, not necessarily. Because some of us, you know, have only tasted so far. You know, we, we only, uh, you know, I, I only, you know, and we got this, you know, we got our guard up. We, 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 we won't experience God in the fullness of what he has for us, you know. Maybe, you know, I, I, I'll, just, I'll just be a worshiper on Sunday. Not beating up on anybody. Maybe I'll just be a Sunday worshiper. That's good enough. Go in and see God's people and lift my hands and feel his presence and going back home. Ooh, look what I did. I did God a favor. I used, to think like, I used to think like that. I used to think my going to church did God a favor. You know, let me, I did. I, all my teen years and probably the early young adult, that was my idea of church. Let me go in here and, you know, do God a favor with my presence. Oh, look at me, God, I'm such a good girl. You know, I come in and, and worship, you know, thankful for forgiveness for all the stuff I did on Friday night and Saturday night. And, you know, let me get on back to sending on Monday. You know, and it's funny because even in that, many of you can go back and you look back over your life and you can see that God kept you when you were absolutely, you, you weren't sincere. I know I wasn't. You weren't sincere. You were going through the motions. Somebody's post on Facebook says, you know, um, I'm old and wise because God kept me when I was young and dumb. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. Like you, you can, so, so this message is not just for new folks. 
But this is for us saints to give God, there's more to him to be had. There's a whole buffet table of, the, of attributes of God, right? You got to come up with your own adjective to describe this God. But you, you, whatever case, you're going to find that he is good. Don't limit. Don't be that person to say, well, I'm just going to have the pizza. That's a real limited palette right there. <laughs> Justin, <sorry. laughs> I'm sorry, right? Oh no, no, no! I'm only gonna, I'm only gonna taste this little bit of God. God said, "I got so much more." You have no idea how many flavors there are to me, right? I got flavors that'll blow your mind. I got flavors you haven't even tasted yet. I'm just talking about God is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Caleb, you come. He's a good God, and all oh, that you would try Him. Oh, that you would experience that goodness for yourself. Because, see, when you experience something for yourself, nobody can take it from you. Yeah. I, I've heard people, you know, they leave church. They leave the, they leave the Lord. How, what, however you want to put that, you know, because something went amok. Something went wrong. You know, and I'm thinking, what? You must have never tasted of him, right? I might have left that congregation, but I was going to another one, right? And to leave church doesn't mean to leave God. See, see, see that's what I meant about religion. It's to, to, to taste him, it's different than some of these experiences that we had that we call him. They weren't him. Because they were really him, you would know that he is good. There's no way in the world you're going to leave him. So if you've got a bad taste in your mouth, you got burnt out with church or whatever, and you just, ah, you know, right? Don't, don't attribute that to God. Taste him. Drink from him deeply. That song we, we sung today, right? There's, you know, taste of his goodness. You know, don't search anymore. God is good. You can trust him. You've never known goodness like God. That's, you really haven't. We've only known people in this life in terms of when we, you know, when, when the, when the um, rich young ruler came to Jesus in, in the New Testament and, 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 he's, and he, he called him good master, I think it was, and Jesus said, why are you calling me good? Right? There's none good but God. That was a very true statement. Jesus was talking about, there's none good but God. And see, there's a, there's a difference between what we call good and what is really good. We found, out we, we found out about love, right? Some of you thought you knew love until you came to know God and then you found, oh, that's love. What you thought was love before, you found out, oh, that really was, that was not, you know, like my oxtail thing. That wasn't really love, right? There's this thing about God. He's good. He's absolutely good. Won't you taste him for yourself? This altar is open where you guys can come and you can sit in your pews and you can uh, use your chairs as, a, as an altar, if you will, or you can come ahead and challenge you to taste them for yourself. Don't take anybody else's report. You'll find that he is good in ways that are indescribable to us. He's very unique. He is, he's a spirit. He's not like man. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you, Lord. God, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, as we look back over our lives, Lord Jesus. We see where you have kept us, oh God. Oh God, you have kept us in the dark hours, Lord Jesus. When we were facing despair, Lord Jesus, we found you to be there, Lord. Oh God, when we were on the mountaintop and, and we were experiencing good times and we found you to be there also, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us when we don't even deserve it, Lord Jesus. For truly, none is good but you, God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, for your great mercy toward us, for your kindness, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name this morning, Lord Jesus. Yes, like David, your praises shall be continually in our mouth, oh, God. We will bless your name at all times, oh, God, for you're worthy, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, minister to us this day. Like only you can, Lord Jesus. Go beyond my feeble attempt, oh God, to share your word, to express your goodness, oh God. Oh, by your spirit, Lord Jesus, touch each and every person, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Each of us, oh God, to experience your goodness, Lord, personally, oh God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Praise your name. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Exalt your name in this place, O oh God. Help us, Lord Jesus, oh God. Oh, to get a good taste of you, Lord. Hallelujah, that we may know you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I was to have a firsthand experience with you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, that we may know you for ourselves, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship and magnify you, Lord. There's nobody like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me In all my days I have held in your hand I love you as a father I know you as a friend I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. Yes, Jesus. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. 
sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. Anybody know that to be true? Worship in the day. Hallelujah. And all my life you have been faithful. Oh, yeah. In all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. And all my life you have been so, so good to me. Yes, with every breath. There's no one like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In all my life, you have been faithful. Oh, you've never failed us, Jesus. Glory. In all my life, you have been so, so good. Yeah. Every of the goodness of God. He's so good. He, he chases after us. Hallelujah. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Hallelujah. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It keeps on running after us. Hallelujah. You didn't deserve it, but he gave it to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Oh, your unmerited favor, Lord. Oh, Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. 
Oh, let us experience your goodness, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for keeping us, oh God. Oh, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. So kiamasha. So kiamakiodamasha. Oh, nanama mama maki. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So kiamaki. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and keeping us at all times, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See this presence that we're feeling right now, right? It's a good example of, of how unique God is. When I say he's good, right? Where else do you feel this, right? There's nothing like, I know we, we get excited about things and, 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 you know, we can feel good, but this presence, right, is a sample of his goodness, right? Where else do you get a, you, you came in here this morning, I don't know about you, but I didn't have the best morning. I didn't have the best morning this morning. In fact, I woke to a sucky morning. I was all in my feelings before church, and I was all going through some things or whatever. But when you come into the presence of God, when you know to whom you belong, you know that situations are just that. They're just situations, right? This too shall pass. That when you are in it with God, he can make, uh, he gives you beauty for ashes, right? You, they're just, you, you can trust him in the good days. So it didn't matter to me what kind of morning I was having, right? Because I serve a good God. Right? Whether I get up in the morning, there's all peaches and roses, I skip and, and hop out the house and say, oh, this is great. Or whether I'm having a terrible morning like I had this morning, he is still good. He is still good and worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So on our sucky mornings, he's with us. On our good mornings, he's with us. In the bad times, he's with us. Right? In the good, he's with us. He is good. You can't say that for most people in your life. Not even the people that love you the most. There's no one more faithful and good than the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's no better way to live than in Christ. In this life, we will have trouble. But living without this, this life without Jesus is crazy. <laughs> what would you do? What would I do without him? I'm telling you, there'd be days I wouldn't get out of bed. I might even be suicidal if I didn't have Jesus. The things that we face, and you have this situation that you face and I face. But when I'm faced with the harshest of realities, I remember the reality that I'm his. See, I can walk through some dark things if he's with me. You know, I can get over some, some situation if he's with me. Many have checked out because they didn't know him. 
They didn't know how good he is. They didn't know how faithful he was. They didn't know that there's, that that his plans are good. They didn't know. Some of you are struggling with that. You you you, you know you you're going through things in your life and you're saying, well, why would I be going through this if God is good? Right? Even when He chastens us, it's in His goodness. Because he could just let you just go off about your way and onto destruction. But his goodness says, no, I'm going to help him onto the right path. They might need a little spanking, right? Whatever, however he does that, and he's like, he's good. I don't even, I don't even have the right adjectives to, to, to explain to you. You're going to have to experience him for yourself. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. We bless your wonderful name. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. I hope you leave this place today marinating on his, in his goodness, thinking about his goodness. If you haven't decided to taste him, I hope that you will. He's more than I can describe. I'm, I struggle to get out that. But he knows how to make himself known. He knows how to let you feel him. You got to you got to experience it. Well, God bless you all. Be careful going home. I don't know if the weather has shifted yet or not, but be careful going home. And we look forward to seeing you all again here next week. Have a great day.